Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on a funny path of life. Living Astrar in the dark, where I spend an interesting evening. So did a good day yesterday. Uh, ended up getting groceries to do the last stretch because I didn't know what kind of place I would end up in. So, but that was fine. And you're gonna have to forgive me. I'm gonna have to look at my phone a lot more as I am talking here because I'm going against the Camino, which means it is way less signaled. So I have to be more on my toes and will more than likely get lost more often as I seem to have a tendency sometimes to daydream. So, found this place outside of the Camino, like I mentioned, was pretty psyched, awesome, cute little village, very quiet, <laughs> amazing ripe grapes, and uh, you know, enjoyed. But when I arrived, there were two Frenchmen in the, in the dorm. Well, it's a very small dorm. You could only have four people. So very nice. And uh, I almost uh, didn't go to French. And they actually believed I was Spanish. <laughs> uh, I've had a few people, you know, who may just not quite have an ear for, for the accent. But uh, I mean, I do speak good, Engli good English. Yeah, barely good English, right? But uh, my Spanish is pretty good. But of course, I have an accent. And I always will, because it's never been an interest of mine to eradicate it. Same in English, same in any language. It's just not, I don't see the point. So anywho, ended up speaking a little French, but wasn't going to go anywhere. So that was a very short conversation. Then I enjoyed the garden. Uh, covered, surrounded by grapes, injured for a while, but felt a little cool. So I ended up going back inside, take a nap, and then, you know, made made supper and did what I did, and then on the couch. And uh, and as of my neighbor in the dorm, basically, where four of us could sleep, we ended up being four, and uh, Italian, Michele, from Rome. And he had an issue with his phone. And he dropped it, and since then he couldn't receive some message. Anyway, basically what could potentially be a nightmare, uh, those devices, you know, if they don't if they don't perform, since we are we depend on them more and more. And so uh, Pablo, a member of Scouts, there were nine adults who are scouts leader who work with children in Sevilla. <laughs> So I'm meeting those guys. Uh, for first, it's Pablo, very, very sweet, like a, a sunflower man. Uh, adorable, adorable. And uh, the guy also goes to Euro Disney every summer to work. In, near, it's near Paris, which is very funny. He's a professor of music. He has a master in composition. Very, very interesting guy. Uh, anyway, so I was talking to him between French, English, Spanish. And then Michele was there, so it was Italian. And then the three of us, or really the two of us, managed to pop the SIM card. And then uh, somehow 
Pablo did something, and then the guy was able to at least partially resolve his problem and uh, use the phone. Still has a problem, he can't charge it. So I guess since he's going to Santiago today, it shouldn't be too hard to find a store and then see if the phone is fucked up or if it can be fixed. Anywho, oh my goodness, I may have to use my headlamp. Let's see, we'll see. And so it started with Pablo, very nice conversation, very engaged. And then uh, there were two young women, and then most of the scouts basically was, was around. And that was kind of, uh, you could say, the attraction, you know, being a little witty and smart ass. And then we got into expressions, and there was a little banter with this uh, smart young lady studying economics. Anyway, so it just had to, turned out to be a very uh, enjoyable evening, very livening, different energy. Uh, surprised as when I went toward that albergue, I really thought it's going to be a nice, quiet evening. And uh, there's this place outside of the Camino, and it more than likely was close to four. So be interesting today uh, as I think I'm gonna do a long day uh, basically a little after seven o'clock I am on the road I'll get up early this morning even though I went to bed late uh, but it's fresh feel good body and mind are solid uh, there was some interesting question from the youth. I mean, they were early 20s, all of them. Very young guy. Uh, sorry about the sneezing. Many of them still, still in school, still in the university. But it was cool, being from Sevilla, Sevilla. And uh, one of them actually, Valencina de Concepcion. Valencina de Concepcion. Oh shit, is it de la Concepcion? De Concepcion. I think it's Valencina de la Concepcion. You know where I lived for uh, a little over a month. And uh, so that was kind of cute finding those uh, young kids and uh, having those exchanges. There were some very candid questions, you know, that were thrown my way. And uh, I think. Each time I find myself in that situation of uh, explaining my life, I get to practice several things. One, obviously, is to clarify, you know, to really clear up that understanding, but at the same time, to to have a certain lightness to, to the exchange, you know, like to, to not take myself so seriously because, uh, you know, on one, on one hand, what I'm doing, I'm sorry, here, I'm, I need to, okay, here we go. So that's good. I'm about to rejoin since I had to get out of the Camino and I have to go back on the Camino. <laughs> 
So, you know, here's a guy with the house on his back. And, and there is a little, I have to say, a little element of minimalist pride. You know, kind of a Robinson Crusoe of kind of a survivor of kind of a something different, basically, that you would encounter. Uh, we could say exotic. Uh, and uh, I can see kind of riding that gravy train. And uh, for, for that moment, those five minutes or whatever it is with somebody to feed off of that. And this, and I'm still struggling with that. I'm still increasing awareness that it's not really something that uh, I'm that interested in. And it's not really worth it. It's kind of like a drug. There are so many levels of, uh, of pride, you know, of reinforcing that, that ego. St. John of the Cross talked about that also for the monks, for the order. He talked about the seven... Uh, deadly scene of the priest, of the monk, of the religious men. And uh, yeah, anybody, anybody who has an ego, it doesn't matter where they are, it follows it there. Ah, wow, the temperature is really changing. Anyway, okay, I am uh, back on the Camino. It should be okay for this recording day in this small area i don't think there'll be too much traffic so yeah i think i mentioned you know physically emotionally uh feeling the same so wow if it was raining right now that would not be as much fun because my hand would really get cold so to this morning it's chilly it's not cool, it's chilly. I knew I was going to wear my, my soft shell. Oh, and there is... Huh. An alberghi right there. Anyway, we're of course on the last stretch of the Camino, so quite a few places. It's The Camino is supporting and uh, giving opportunity to more industry. Since tourism is a big part of the, the Spanish economy. I'm wondering the part that actually the Camino play, but the Camino plays, but I would think it's it's decent. I would think it's consequential. I'm wondering how much uh, those local governments invest. Because when I see some of those albergues, I don't know, I it is possible, but I have trouble believing in a philanthropic act, uh, more, of, more of an investment, if I had to guess. But yeah, I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of a cynic when it comes to man's intention. I just am. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big believer in that. I really, I've not met, you know, in my limited life. In scope of encounters, I have not met a real philanthropist. You know, there's a lot of the self-effacing guilt by doing some of those things. You oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't see the trail. 
Okay, that's interesting. Uh, all right, so there was a house. The house is right here. Yeah, but I don't. Oh, here, oh my goodness! Again. Oh yes, here's a milestone. Wow, I do have to pay attention. And in all fairness, on my map, it was showing still a straight line when this one was actually veering to the left. Yeah. Or maybe it's not even the right. No, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Actually, very nice pa uh, paved, uh, stone paved uh, uh, walkway. And then uh, we are going to go, looks like, under the, in the interstate of the National Road. Anyhow, what was I talking about philosophers? I don't know. But anyhow, yeah, there is a shift for sure on the Camino. Can you hear the echo as I'm going through that little tunnel? Okay, I think I'm good, yeah? Yeah, okay. Actually, let me go through. I think I've covered most of the topics on um, my notes. I've talked about epigenetics. Yes, I have. And I've talked about that whole, uh, how do you feel? And instead of talking about feeling, you, you go to the rational mind. I've talked about that. What? Uh, oh my goodness, that's a good one. What does matter most? What actually works or what actually transpire or what you believe? And I think I have fumbled in that field before. But why not? And it actually might lead me to something even more interesting, but it's kind of like journaling. You know, sometimes you just write. You just, uh, you just do it. It doesn't matter. So what I believe, that the, the actual, uh, let's say, objective reality is not as relevant as what we actually believe. And I think that's playing out kind of in life, you know, with the conspiracy theorist, the the anti-vaccine, the kind of uh, strong ideology that seems to trump the rational but that the rational mind. And there's more of that happening. You know, you look at France; there's a huge number of the population. And then friends having to create ridiculous game to try to force people to do that. And uh, I'm not sure whatever the bubble is, but that's, that's not the point. The point is, 
it doesn't matter as much the reality as we know it. And it seems that the quantity of people is increasing that's going the other way. You know, I don't I don't know if it's some sort of some form of cynicism or uh, a transition. Uh, uh, nasty, dirty, messy transition to uh, to to something new. I don't know because I don't understand. I'm a simple guy. Hold on, I got a little cargo blinding me. I'm moving a little way now from the from the national road, and yes, going uphill. Like, uh, even had a little conversation about, you know, about food yesterday, real food. Actually, this girl who grew up in Valencia, Concepcion. I think it's Valencia de Concepcion. And uh, mentioned about a Spanish guy who studied his blog of something, or, or channel, or whatever it is, something of social uh, platform. And, uh, you know, about real food, about improving one's diet and I just lost my train of thought why did I bring that oh my goodness uh, it's gonna rain this morning talking about maybe a transition the shift uh, the power of the belief Oh, you're talking about uh, nutrition and people I've worked with and people having issues, health issues. And then you give them the information here. If you do that, it will help. And those people come to, to people with experience, a professional, because they know more. And yet, if somehow the advice doesn't line up with the belief, doesn't change. It starts with the belief, not with the facts. And uh, so, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm on the side of the one who believe that the, the 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 field of belief is where you have to play. And in that respect, religion was a good classroom, you know, for for. Those kind of topics, and the world in which we are now seems to have emptied and have taken that curriculum out. And uh, I somehow think that's going to come back not religion as we have known it, that one's dead, it makes no sense, and almost nobody is going to buy it. I mean, it, you can, it's quite obvious that it's a dying breed. But there is more to it than just uh, empty rhetoric and uh, shallow ritualistic uh, performances, some kind of a spiritual uh, Walt Disney theme park for adults. I think there could be a renaissance of some sort or a transition to, uh, I don't know, more of a like... Uh, spiritual kind of a ritual, but I don't know because it is tricky to 
it's one thing to have a tradition and keep the tradition going, but once that tradition dies, I don't think it can be quite that easy to to put a new one in its stead. I don't know. But the idea again, the belief, the belief is stronger than the fact. And that, I don't actually think that's necessarily bad. It is kind of weird how some of it is being played out. You know, the the Earth is flat, the, the landing on the moon did not happen. And I'm not saying it did or it didn't. I just don't even see the point of having that conversation. Uh, that would be a waste of energy for me. And uh, all of those things that seems to really capture people's attention because it symbolizes something and I don't quite know what. But, uh, you know, they have, there's a mistrust, distrust, not mistrust, distrust in the government, in the system, in the institutions. I mean, and you see it in everything. There is a, un rechazo, yeah? Integral. Anything that the government says, you take it to the grain of salt. And I don't think that's necessarily bad because something as silly as, uh, like the in the US, the Republican and the Democrat. I just don't see the point of this game. If a Democrat says something, the Republican is going to say the opposite. And it doesn't matter what it says. It's nothing to do about the so-called right and wrong. It's just this party politics and... And I think, more or less, we all are in that scheme. We all are doing that. We are, we are getting stuck in that ideology. We are, we are imprisoning ourselves in, in this world of the mind, you know, with our thinking. And there is, there's been this shrinking of feeling, this shrinking of imagination, and of that kind of a, introspective, meditative, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but something that involves a different part of our being. So we've invested a lot in the in the mind, in the world. And I believe, I believe I can fly. I believe there is more to it. Okay, so let's see where I am here. I think I'm still going straight. Oh no, I'm not going straight. I'm actually going here and I'm cutting across. Going through the little village. Ah, cruddy on the inside here. So even though it's chilly this morning, it feels wonderful when you start to walk and then you carry a nice uh, heavy backpack. Anyhow. It looks like the moon is about full, so it still has, uh, looks like at least a couple more hours before taking its leave for the day. It looks like I'm going to be on the, on the road, so who knows, yeah, the recording might not make it, or I might try to, let's see where I am, how many minutes in, oh, it's been a long time already. Okay, so it'll be toward the end of it. I want to see if this noise reduction, how well it works. 
when I have traffic whizzing by. If I can, uh, if my voice can still be heard. I do have to make amends, or make amends, but no. I want to apologize because I'm aware that I have uh, started to speak fast again. Uh, getting carried away. And uh, for a while, I know I was making the effort and it was actually becoming uh, natural to... Okay, where are you here? Yes, I'm good. Okay. I have a little ways and then it'll be left turn. Dawn is breaking, so no headlamp. So as I was saying, uh, apologizing for uh, accelerating and maybe slurring my speech, so not articulating as well. My pronunciation has suffered. I'm aware of it. Uh, and I will go back on that horse and speak slower, which I feel retarded when I speak like that. But uh, when I listen to me, or when I listen to it later on or whatever, it's not that slow. But my mind goes pretty fast, goes pretty fast. And lately I've become aware that losing my thought, or losing where, where I was starting and then digressing, and sometimes not being able to get back on that horse. And uh, it happened a few times. So I don't know if, uh, you know, it's something to look forward to. It's a, it's a forecast of things to, to come. Or if it's just a kind of a temporary event, regardless. And on that aging front, <laughs> I did buy reading glasses. The lowest strength, eh? I don't want to give you the wrong idea. I got... Uh, they were two colors. I got those granny pink glasses. Of course, I had to pick pink. And uh, but I'm enjoying them. Because it requ- I realized it was taking me more effort. And sometimes I, sometimes I had blurry vision. So... I was very grateful, you know, to go in a pharmacy and there you can find different strengths uh, reading glasses. So, yeah, I didn't quite see the point of going to an ophthalmologist, uh, what seems to be straightforward. And since I'm not big on, you know, treatment or whatever, if what, what I can deal with can be easily taken care of, this is how I would do it. So... And I personally don't think it is an issue yet. See, I'm outside, I see just fine. But sometimes I get tired. I think when there is less light, it's harder. And later in the day, when I get tired. And I'm going to finish on a, on a flick note, on a movie note. Yesterday, for the, I don't know, fourth, fifth time, I have watched uh, No Country for Old Men. 
I really enjoy the Cohen brothers. Uh, I like the story they pick, the the actors seem to have fun. I think the characters are exotic in a way, like Brad Pitt in Burn After Reading, or Frances McDormand, or um, or Javier Bardem in uh, No Country for All Men. I, see, I would say to the exception of uh, Tommy Lee Jones, which kind of, uh, I don't see a wide range in his acting, but uh, like Brad Pitt and uh, Javier Bardem, I personally really enjoy uh, the acting uh, the acting skills. Anywho, if you have not, eh, violent, I think more psychologically in terms of the screen. There's a little bit, but it's there's a little bit. So if you don't like to see blood or the idea of blood, you more than likely wouldn't like it. But uh, I really enjoy it. I just enjoy those characters and how they play with them. And I guess that's where we are uh, at play in the fields of imagination. Oh, good morning, sunflowers. And they all sagged and drooped, waiting for the sun. Anywho, so morning is breaking. So on I go with my day. And then I wish you a beautiful one to that young group of scouts heading to Santiago. That was fun spending uh, time with them, a few hours. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. And uh, wish you all a beautiful day. And uh, we'll talk soon. A little side note, having lunch at uh, Boimorto, well, I mean just before, at that uh, 12th uh, century church, before the, whatever it's going to be, I guess a village or whatever, and uh, before going on, and I also found some benches, which I was looking for in shade. And no, the silence was not accidental. Since finally leaving the the French Camino, which I guess technically is a blend of all the Caminos, but uh, the high-trafficked Camino at the end of the pilgrimage, I am meeting uh, very, very, very few people. And I'm right by the road, and it's just, uh, and by houses too, but there's a lot of silence. And it's a gorgeous day, sunny, windy. I'm only sweating because of the backpack and my bag, my back. But if not, there's no sweat. It's uh, awesome walking. Nice and easy, no crazy. And uh, enjoying a beautiful day, eating uh, lentils, green beans, onion, cucumber, kind of like a tomato sauce with vegetables. And I think, yeah. I think that's it. Anywho, hope you're having a good lunch too. And we'll talk soon.